thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Thank you for joining us today. We are so glad to have you with us. Welcome. Come on in. We're having a good time. <laughs> We've been teaching on our authority and our dominion in Christ. And as we always say, go back and watch any previous episodes on this topic if you missed them because we don't want you to miss it. Uh, we're starting off with Psalm chapter 8 and verse 4. Psalm chapter 8, verse 4, it reads, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? So notice this, because we're in the thoughts of God, he visits yeah. us. Amen. Yeah. Through his word, yeah. through our pastor, yeah. through hearing the word taught, through, yes. through God putting answers and help in someone else's mouth for us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, then verse five says, for God has made man a little lower than the angels. That word angels is an incorrect translation because in the Hebrew, the word is Elohim yes. and that means God. So it should read for God, for thou hast made him a little lower than God, yes. than God himself and has crowned man with glory and honor. God made him to have dominion yes. over the works of thy hands that thou hast put all things under his feet. You were made for dominion. Yes. You were made yes. to dominate circumstances, right. made to dominate things that oppose yeah. you. Amen. You were not made to be dominated. That's right. Amen. That's, right. That's part of really our freedom in Christ. Yes. We are not to be dominated right. by the circumstances of life. Look at this, not even dominated by the flow of this world. Yeah, we're part, we're in this world. We're in this world, but the flow doesn't belong to us. It does not belong to us. We are in, a, we're in a different flow. Yes. Amen. Yes. Now we know this, that the word tells us in Ephesians that Jesus was raised from the dead far above all principality, power, might, dominion, above every name that is named. And then in the second chapter of Ephesians, it says, and we were raised together with him, yes. seated yes. with Christ in heavenly places. Yes. So what is this? The same dominion that belongs to Jesus belongs to us. Yes. The same dominion that belongs to the head belongs to the body. Yes. It is a shared dominion. Yes. It is a shared authority and it's up to us and it's our privilege to exercise it. Yes. Just because we have that dominion doesn't mean we're exercising it. People may say, well, why did God let this happen to me? Well, God allows what we allow because we're the ones with the authority over our own lives. Amen. I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 18 and we'll start reading in verse 18. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 reads, this of course is Jesus speaking. He said, verily I say unto you, 
whatsoever ye shall bind or forbid on earth shall be bound or forbidden in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose or permit on earth shall be loosed or permitted in heaven. What does that mean? It means when you exercise your authority, heaven will back you up. That's That's what it means. It's exactly what it means. If you don't exercise your authority, heaven has nothing to back up. And people will say, well, why didn't God do something? Because your authority wasn't used to invite him. When we exercise our authority, it invites his power. Amen. 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 Uh, some things, some things need to be tied up. Some things are tied up, rather. They need to be loosed. Some things need to be bound. They need to be res- have restraint put on them. Think of this. Um, you'll remember just this one occasion that happened before Jesus was crucified. He told his disciples, he said, before his entry into Jerusalem, he said, there's a cult that is tied up in a certain location, told him where it was. He said, go loose that colt and bring it to me. Mm-hmm. He said, if somebody stops you and says, why are you taking the colt? Tell them yeah. the master has need of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word to loose things to you. Yeah. If you need it, he needs it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 Tell the money that's been withheld. Yes. You, be, you be loosed. Yeah. I need it. Jesus needs it. That's right. So uh, the disciples went exactly and did as he said. Mm-hmm. And they found the colt. They unloosed it. Mm-hmm. Notice the colt was there waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. What was it waiting? For someone to loose it. Yeah. 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 Your help, your answers, your inheritance. It's, it's already provided and waiting. It's waiting for you to speak words that loose it to come to you. Whatsoever you bind shall be bound. Whatsoever you loose shall be loose. There are things that come against our life that we need them to stop. We bind it. There are things that we need to flow into our life that's been hindered. We loose them. That's right. Amen. Amen. Now, like I said, when it comes to somebody else's life, you can't bind and loose the same way without their permission. You can't just randomly go bind things and loose things in someone else's life unless it pertains to you, unless it's going to affect you. You know, if you're in a location and somebody, a stranger starts acting out in a violent way, you can real quietly take authority over that. Why? Because it's affecting you in that place. But you just can't randomly walk up and down the street and start binding this stuff <laughs> and loosening in behalf of, a, you know, over other people's lives. <laughs> Amen. Now, um, every encounter with the devil, every opposition, every test, every trial needs to be with you having the consciousness that he is already totally defeated and that you have complete authority over him. Don't let that test and trial run its course before that dawns on you. We need to live right up front with the consciousness. When the devil shows up, he's defeated. He is already a defeated foe. You are dealing with a defeated foe. Think of him in those terms. Address him in those terms. Talk in that in those terms. Amen. Why? Because Colossians chapter two and verse 15 says, 
referring to Jesus, and having spoiled principalities yeah. and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Yeah. So Jesus utterly defeated, stripped principalities and yeah. powers of their authority to harm you. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 So Jesus defeated Satan, then handed us that victory. We are not trying to defeat Satan again. We are enforcing right. his That's defeat. Right. Right. Now That's there's right. the difference. Right. People say, I'm fighting the devil. You're fighting a losing battle right. <laughs> because you're no match for him. Right. It took Jesus to yes. defeat him. Jesus. And Jesus did defeat him. Yes. You're dealing with the devil based on how Jesus handled him. Yes. Yes defeated him, utterly destroyed him. You're not dealing with him based on your ability against him. I'm talking about your natural human ability. You're dealing with him based on what Jesus did for you in your behalf. Amen. Now go with me, if you would, to Romans chapter 5, and we'll look at verse 17. Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. I want us to draw out in, in this passage, especially one phrase. It says, for by one man's offense. Now, who's, what, who's that one man's offense? Adam. Right. For by, we could read it this way. For by one man's offense, Adam, mm-hmm. death reigned by, him, by one or because of him. Much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Now we know this, when Adam sinned, death reigned. We know that. But now that Jesus came, life reigns. Just as much as death reigned when, when Adam disobeyed, how much more life reigns because of what Jesus did. Amen. I like this phrase, shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Look at that, the last phrase, that we shall reign in life. This is talking, this word reign is talking about someone with total dominion in their realm. Yes. Yes. You know, if, uh, if, there's a, if, if, a, if a nation has a king or a queen, they, they're not the king and queen of the world. They're the queen or king of their realm. Their realm. They can only reign within their realm. Other nations don't have to obey them. They don't obey them, you know, because that's not their realm. Here the word is telling us that we are to reign in our realm, in life, Mm -hmm. because of what Jesus did for us. That means we reign. It means it goes our way. When a a king or a queen gives out a command, an edict in their realm, that means everybody's got to comply with that, what that monarchy declared. You're the monarchy of your life. You have to say and declare some things so that in your realm, your words reign, wow. not what the devil who is not the monarch of your life. Yes. He, has, he has no business mm-hmm. telling you and defining what your realm looks like. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, 
a foreign nation cannot come into a, or doesn't, and they cannot come into a, another nation and tell that monarchy, this is what you're going to do. That monarch go, no, no, this is not what we're going to do. Yeah. You don't have that authority to come into my realm and tell me mm-hmm. as a monarch what's going to happen in my realm. Yes. Even so, the devil tries to do that. He will try to come into your reign, yeah. your realm, yeah. And try to tell you, try to define. He's not the monarch That's of your right. life. Right. Yeah. Right. Jesus is our Lord. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. And we take his divine counsel yeah. and we enforce yeah. as, the, as the kings and priests of our own life. That's, right. That's why Jesus, you say, well, no, Jesus is the king. He's the king of kings. Nice. You're the king of your life. He's the Lord of lords. You're the Lord of your life and he's the Lord over your lordship. He's the king over your kingship. But it's your lordship and kingship over your realm that you're to exercise that authority. Amen. Amen. And you have submitted your realm to the the Lord of lords, the king of kings. Not because he's going to do it, but because he empowered you to do it. Amen. He empowered you to reign in life. We need to let that settle in on us that we reign in life. We reign over the realm of our life. He has made us kings and priests. God has made us kings and priests unto him. Jesus is the Lord of lords. We are a Lord over our life. We are the king over our life and he's the king of kings. He's the king of us. And it's not because he demanded it. It's because we offered it. We offer. We offer our life to him. Amen. Amen. He is the loving Lord and the kind king. Amen. Um, I love one of the greatest illustrations that really depicts this about ruling and reigning over your own realm. Dad Hagen, uh, Kenneth E. Hagen was our spiritual father to my, to, the, to my husband and I for decades. And if you have not seen or read his book, get his books. Yeah. Watch his, yes. his ministry on, on YouTube online. Mm-hmm. Life-changing. Yes. Um, he would make this statement. He would say, we have never really fathomed the depths of our authority, yeah. Yeah. of how far-reaching our authority will, will bless our own lives and be a blessing to others. Um, he told the story that really some people would have never realized that our authority would work for us in this way. He, of course, he was a traveling minister. He pastored in the, in the earlier years of his ministry. He pastored for 12 years and then he became a traveling minister. He traveled, went from church to church. Um, and this was, this would have been years ago. And there was a particular pastor that he was going to take on the road with him as he traveled to preach in some other churches. Dad Hagen knew that this pastor that was going to go with him was a diabetic. He knew that he daily had to take insulin shots. And so, um, when they got in the car to start the trip, Dad Hagen spoke to him and said, as long as you're with me, you will never register that sugar in your blood. You will never need to take an insulin shot as long as you're with me. 
What did he realize? That man, even though it was that man's body, he was now in Dad Hagen's realm. Yes. He stepped foot yes. into Dad Hagen's realm by going with Dad Hagen on Dad Hagen's trip. Dad Hagen wasn't stepping into his realm, yes. but that man was stepping into Dad Hagen's yes. realm. Why? Yes. Now, it would have been different if this man asked Brother Hagen to come on his trip, but it yes. wasn't that way. Brother Hagen asked this man yes. into, he invited him into his realm. Yes. So this, that's all he said. He didn't pray. He just said, you will never register sugar. Your blood will not register sugar when you're with me. You will never need an insulin shot on this trip. You say, why didn't, why didn't he pray? He, didn't, he understood you don't have to always pray. Uh, Mark eleven twenty four. 24, what things ever you say. Excuse me, pray was in Mark 24, 23, Mark eleven twenty three. whosoever shall say. Prayer is not mentioned in that verse. When you're dealing with that mountain, prayer is not even mentioned. Saying is in verse 23. Praying is in verse 24. He, Jesus is showing you this. Faith will work by saying and faith will work by praying. It'll work either way. He did not pray to God for that pastor. He did not pray that sickness would be, would leave him. He just said, as long as you're with me. Notice he didn't say for the rest of your life. He says, as long as you're with me. Why? Because your authority doesn't work over somebody else for the whole of their life. When you're with him in his realm. So, that, that trip was about 12 days, excuse me, 10 days in length. At the end of those 10 days, that pastor said to Brother Hagen, Brother Hagen, this whole time, I never registered sugar in my blood. He said, in fact, he said, I just tested it out and I ate all the desserts <laughs> on the trip. He said, normally I wouldn't have. But he said, but I did. And he said, even on the days I ate the desserts, mm -hmm. I still never registered wow. sugar. Mm -hmm. And see, so he said, I never had to take one insulin shot. Mm -hmm. He got back home. Uh -huh. And for the next several days, his blood was normal. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have to take shots. Mm -hmm. After about the 15th day then, he started registering sugar again and needed to take an insulin shot. Mm -hmm. But he already had an example. Yeah. Yeah. And it dawned on him, if Brother Hagen's words uh -huh. would work for me yes. when I was with him, my words will work for me yes. all the time. Yes. So Brother Hagen said, then the man realized he had been putting up with and not using yes. his dominion. Right, right. He was, I believe he was born a diabetic. Mm -hmm. It was not something due to his diet. It was something he was born with. Mm -hmm. So uh, the man decided, wait a minute. That's what authority did for yeah. me. Yeah. I'm going to use my own. And he did. And Brother Hagen talked about how he received healing on his own and never had to stay on that insulin. Right. But you understand it wasn't like him just mistreating his body and eating any old bad thing you want because like I said, I, he was born that way. It wasn't due to the way he handled his body. Right. Yeah. 
you can receive healing, but you can't keep mishandling your body right. after right. you receive healing. Yes. You have to handle it right. Yes. But what we see in that example is that our authority will work in our realm. Yes. Yes. In our realm. Yes. In our realm. Amen. 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 People may behave a certain way, mm-hmm. cause certain kind of problems. You know, I've, I've said this in, in years past. Um, people would come that were, you know, they were, they engaged in strife. They engaged in, they were just contentious in the way they handled people. And they'd come and for, you know, might be where we're at. And I'd say, not here, not, not around me, uh-huh. yeah. not with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's not, we don't, that's not our flow. Right. That's not going on around me. Uh-huh. And I would just say that naturally. I wasn't taking authority over the devil. And I was just letting him know, we don't, we don't do that in my house. Right. Yes. That's not flying here. Yes. Yes. And uh, I took my authority and they complied. Right. Demons must comply. People may not always comply, (laughs) but demons must. Amen. 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 What if somebody that was contentious and you say you're not going to be contentious Mm -hmm. here, then there are times then you're going to have to leave because if you won't comply with the rules of the household and you you live contentious, Mm -hmm. you're not going to bring that here and spread that in my household. So if they won't comply, you can say then you're you're free to leave. Mm -hmm. But... Demons always have to comply. Always. 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 Why? Because Jesus is their victor. And Jesus made us their victor. They have no choice. Amen. 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 One of the trips that my husband and I went on, we went to a foreign country with Dr. Sumrall years ago. And there were many ministers that had gone on that trip as well. Well, one minister, had, he was a newlywed, and his wife, his, his new wife had some kind of, I don't even know if they ever really knew what was the cause of it, but she would have headaches so bad that she would just grab her head and just scream from the pain. She could not even function when these headaches that would come were so bad that she would just, really, she would just have to go, they'd, they'd take her to the doctor and they'd give her a shot to knock her out for several days. That was the only way she could basically survive through um, those episodes that she had. Well, they had traveled with other ministers and us on this overseas trip with Dr. Summerall. The first day they get checked into the hotel, she has an episode with one of these headaches. She's in, and that, that, that's a bad feeling yeah. just anywhere, but to be in a foreign country right. and have that happen. Yeah. So, um, they called Dr. Sumrall, Dr. Sumrall, we were all staying in the same hotel. So this pastor called Dr. Sumrall and told Dr. Sumrall about it. And once these, these headaches came, they didn't like just come and go and subside, they would increase in pain and, wow. and, and until the, it would just, it, till that whole thing would pass. It didn't just come and go during that time. Right. And so um, they asked Dr. Summerall to come to the hotel room. She's sitting on the side of the bed holding her head screaming. Dr. Summerall, listen to this, knocks on the door. The pastor goes to the door and opens the door. The moment he opens the door, all the pain stops. Wow. Why? They opened the door to this man's authority. 
and authority was standing there. A man who under, there was one thing about Dr. Summerall, the boldness of his, he, he was so bold in his authority. He was so skillful with his authority. It was, he was masterful in the exercise of it. And demons knew it. The devil knew it. Uh, that headache knew it. They just opened the door. Dr. Summerall had not even walked in the room. They opened the door. See, it, it matters what you open the door to. When they just opened the door to a man of authority, it stopped. But that didn't stop Dr. Summerall. He walked in that room and he took authority. She never had to have that doctor come and give her uh, you know, a, a shot. She yes. never, that, that was it. it. It was handled while they were there. Uh-huh. Now, later, I don't know, yes. you know, once she got back home, but they were in Dr. Summerall's realm. Yes. Yes. He's the one that invited these ministers. Right. And not only that, they gave him permission yes. to bring his authority to their situation. Right. So now we kind of understand when Dad Hagen made the statement that as Christians, we have not really mm-hmm. gone to the depths of what our authority can accomplish, yes. Yes. of how far reaching our authority is. Right. Amen. Yeah. Um, you need, we all need to take inventory yeah. of our lives. Yes. What is in our life that we don't want there? Right. Right. Yeah. We then if, if we don't want it there, we're authorized to run it out. We're authorized to make sure it doesn't keep living with us. Amen. Now, for those of you who are watching right now and you may have pain in your body, your mind may be troubled or harassed, situations in your life. If you will release your faith with me, I'll pray for you and I tell you what, you can join your faith with my faith and the authority that's in our faith will cause things to change. Amen. Amen. So I invite you where you are right now, just reach out your hand as a a sign I'm opening the door. Amen. I'm opening the door to to the power of God, to the faith of others to help me. Amen. Amen. Satan, I tell you, you take your hand off God's property. You take your hand off off their minds. You take your hand off their bodies. You take your hand off their children. You take your hand off their home. You take your hand off their finances. You take your hand off their business. In Jesus' name, we are authorized to address you and you must flee in Jesus' name. And Jesus, we receive the healing power the delivering power, the help of heaven into our situation right now, into our home, into our business. And we thank you for that help. Amen. Just right where you're at, just raise your hands and say, I receive it. I receive that help into my life in Jesus' name. Amen. And until we see you next time, because you don't want to miss it, until we see you next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. The timeless truths in this book answer it 
reveal how to answer every opposition and the steps to take to exit times of testing. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Tulsa, Oklahoma at The Rock Church, April 16th through the 20th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.